Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of According to Wellness. I'm super excited to have you here and thank you for listening. Super excited about today's episode just because, just, yeah, so super excited to share about that. It's been something that's been super influential in my health journey, so I'm super excited to share it with other people. Um, Although a lot of these tips pertain more to women, some of them are very helpful to men, so if you're listening and you're a guy that has problems with your hormones, this could be helpful for you in terms of nutrition, some supplements, and workout-wise. So yeah, hopefully it'll be helpful for you guys too if you're listening to this. So to start off the episode with my high and low of the week, my high of the week is probably realizing that we're leaving to go on a trip in a little over two weeks. I'm so excited to go. I haven't seen my opa in over a year and a half which is crazy. So yeah, super excited to go and see them and spend time in a climate that's a little colder than Florida. We're going somewhere that's pretty chilly. Me and my sister and my mom were actually talking this evening like, how are we going to survive in the cold? Because when we took the dogs out this evening, it was quite um, chilly outside. So now we're like, how are we going to survive the cold where we're going and the snow? And all of those things because we're just not used to it. Like it's so humid and hot here that last, like the, not today because it was a little chilly today, but like yesterday, you know, it's like swimming weather still. We can still put on a bathing suit and go swimming or sit out in the sun and get a tan. So it's going to be a little different, but super excited to go. I am excited for a change of pace and to go on vacation and just relax for a little bit and see people I haven't seen in a long time. So yeah. Super excited about that. That's definitely the high of my week is like packing and getting ready to go and not necessarily excited to go to the airport because I know like the radiation and EMFs and stuff like that are there, but super excited to travel and just kind of relax and let go. So the low of my week was definitely something I had to watch in class today. I talked about it on my Instagram story, but so for my class, we had to watch this video on toxins. And it was a study done by the EWG called 10 Americans. It was done in, I believe it was done in 2002. I know the YouTube video was published in 2012, but it was a study done on 10 unborn babies. They literally have never left the womb and they drew their blood and tested it for 413 industrial chemicals, I believe. And each baby came back with an average of 200 chemicals in their blood. And some of them had upward of 280 chemicals in their blood. That's absolutely crazy and that, like, some of the chemicals that were found in their blood had been banned. I think it was 214 of them had been banned over 30 years ago. I have a video on my Instagram store, um, my Instagram page about it if you want to go look at it and get a little more information, but oh my gosh, I thought that was crazy and, like, absolutely disappointing for me to read that and I think it just affected how I felt all week because... You know, that's so disappointing that our babies that are not born yet, that literally haven't gotten to experience any sort of life outside of the womb are already exposed to these toxins, and some of them caused cancer. I believe it was 174 of them that are related to cancer and all of those things, and that's just terrible. It's devastating that our future generations are already dealing with those problems and they haven't even been born. And it was further devastating that the EWG or the the company that did the study went to the industrial chemical company and said, you know, what are you planning to do about this? What does this mean? Like, you know, why? 
And all the chemical industry could say was, oh, it's just one pancake and a stack of pancakes 4,000 miles high. And that made me wonder, why are we measuring our toxic exposure in pancakes? Why does that make sense to anybody that we're measuring it in pancakes? And how does that even relate to toxins? Like, I don't think of a pancake and go, oh, an industrial toxin like glyphosate that is used on crops or in chemo- um, cosmetic products or anything like that. I don't think of that. I think of a pancake. I think of syrup. I think of like blueberries, chocolate chips, you know, things like that. I don't think of uh, industrial chemicals. So I thought that was absolutely crazy that they would even say that and not take any responsibility for any of this. But I'm also not surprised, unfortunately, because I think that's just the way that the industries are going, especially those that make a lot of money off of our disease and illness and stuff like that. So yeah, super unfortunate. Definitely a low of my week was that. Just It's really hard to read things like that, especially going into the doctorate program, but it also makes me excited for my career and like seeing what I can do in the future to help people and all kinds of things like that. So it also lit this passion in me that, you know, I'm going to be the change of the next generations and help people with their health and stuff like that. So it was a good and a bad thing, but it was definitely disappointing to read. Okay, so this week I thought I would talk about my experience coming off hormonal birth control and why I decided to do it and then furthermore go into how I kind of healed my hormones using food, nutrition, signs and symptoms of hormonal imbalance. I was on birth control starting in 2017 just because I had super heavy, really, I had super heavy, um, ah, sorry, I had super heavy, terrible cycles, like debilitating pain. Like I was a cheerleader at the time. I could not go to practice. They were so bad. My skin was terrible. My hair was falling out, all of those things. So the only, like, of course, nowadays I'm like, why would you put somebody who's having those problems on hormonal birth control? But they did. Um, and so I was on it for probably, I don't know, three years. And then in November of 2021, I decided to just come off of it completely. And I knew that my hormones were wonky and unbalanced and just not doing well because number one, I didn't have a cycle and I don't think that's normal to not have a cycle. I think it's, I think we're told as women, especially now that birth control is pushed so heavily that if we don't have a cycle, it's fine and you can always skip and go back to it. And it always bothers me that that's what I was told was that, oh, you don't have a cycle, it's fine. I don't, I just don't think that's normal because, you know, we're supposed to have them. I get that they're bad sometimes, but we're supposed to have them, you know, and they're, they're good to have them. It's healthy. It means that our body is functioning well. The pain and the acne and the horrible cramps and mood is not really something that's good. It can represent an imbalance in our hormones too, but I'd much rather have the cycle than not have it because I'm on a synthetic chemical that a synthetic version of a hormone that restricts how they work. Birth control pill for PCOS or something like that, then, you know, that's between you and your doctor. Um, that's important for your treatment. So it's more about those of us that are put on medication for the signs and symptoms of how I knew that my hormones were wonky. I had terrible acne for years. Even before I was on birth control, I've always had bad acne. But it got really, really bad. And I started having 
these rashes on my chin, like underneath my chin, on my jawline actually, and they were terrible. Some of them were due to like fragrance in laundry detergent or dishwashing detergent or whatever else, soaps, a skincare product. It was also due to the fact that I was on birth control and like amount of synthetic hormones that were in it made my skin react differently. So I was having these weird rashes on my skin, but then I was also getting terrible cystic acne. And I still get cystic acne, like my skin is not 100% perfect and I still have blackheads and I still have pimples, unfortunately. And I still have acne, yeah, so I still have acne and unfortunately and things like that, but acne on my face all the time. And it was like deep too. And so I kind of thought like that was due to not having a cycle. Like I, that was another thing that made me want to come off birth control was that I, I didn't have a cycle. I could not track it. I didn't have one. And it was probably five months of me not having one until I was like, okay, well, this is weird because I feel like having a cycle is healthy and it's needed and it's important for us. And me taking this synthetic hormone is restricting my body's ability to do that. And part of that is also like detoxing, you know, your cycle is kind of a detox of your body. And it's also this period that your body goes through of, you know, you have your phases and stuff. So, you know, that bothered me, like I mentioned. But I also thought not having a cycle made my acne worse because I didn't have these cycles to go through of like the weekly cycle or the monthly cycle. Like I just didn't have those and those kind of bothered me. So I also had terrible cramps. So even though I wasn't on birth control, I mean, even though I was on birth control and not having a cycle, I still had really bad cramps for some reason. I didn't really know why. I still don't really know why. Another reason I knew my hormones were off was because I was having problem with my thyroid. So even though I was taking thyroid medication and I felt like I was at a really good dose for it, so I still had a lot of inflammation in my thyroid that I knew was related to my hormones. My antibodies just weren't going down. Even though my thyroid levels were stable, my Hashimoto's wasn't as good. Um, so that's another reason why I stopped. Not being able to lose weight was another one. I, even though I was eating really well and at that point I was in a caloric deficit and eating lots of veggies and fruits, I still could not lose weight. And I was on the pill and I just, nothing made me lose weight. I was losing my hair all the time. My hair would fall out in large bunches of it and I would just find hair everywhere. I still find hair everywhere, but not as much just because I have a lot of hair. But I used to have so much hair loss that my hair would get thin. So that was concerning. I was always cold no matter what I did, no matter how much I ate, I was always cold. And then I also had a lot of depression and anxiety when I was on the pill that I didn't really have before. Not to say I didn't suffer with anxiety or depression before, but it definitely got a lot worse while I was on the pill. I don't really know why it's reported in studies that that can happen and it does happen to a lot of people that they actually have worse experience with depression anxiety while they're on the pill than when not but it happened to me too and I still don't feel like my anxiety is better after coming off of it I feel like my anxiety is worse after coming off of it unfortunately something I'm still working on is my anxiety some of it is stuff I have to work on myself yeah just ever since I've been on birth control my anxiety is just has not been the same. It's been worse and it kind of went from being like just a little bit of anxiety, like, you know, social anxiety or stuff like that to like worrying anxiety. It was bad. It was like I, I didn't want to leave the house because I was so worried something would happen. So I don't really know why that happened. Definitely once I stopped taking it, it got so much better and now I don't have like the worrying anxiety of it. I just kind of have like a general 
anxiety. Much better after I stopped taking it. My acne is much better. I was able to lose weight and lose a lot of the inflammation I had in my body just because my hormones started balancing out on their, um, because of my diet and my workouts and nourishing myself, which I'll talk about a little more in a minute. My thyroid is so much better now than it was. Uh, my levels are normal. My antibodies are normal. My cycles are fine. Like I might get a little bit of cramps the first day and that's it. And it's not bad. Like I can still function. I might get a little emotional the first day just because of all the hormones, but it's not bad at all. And like I hardly notice it anymore, which is amazing. My hair stopped falling out, which is great. I still, like I said, I still have a little bit of hair loss, just like very little natural, normal hair loss. Um, I'm not cold anymore whatsoever. I get cold when, you know, it's cold out or if it's cold in the house or, but I'm not like sitting there constantly feeling like I have to have a blanket on because I'm chilly. I always have a blanket though because it's like a comfort to me. <laughs> um, and then my depression is not as bad and my anxiety is not as bad and it's not as chronic as it used to be when I was on the okay and then so now to get into how to heal your hormones naturally and how I did it and my recommendations for it like I mentioned if you're somebody that is dealing with PCOS or any hormone related problem like that where your doctor has prescribed you birth control please stick with that and do not take this as medical advice this is simply my experience as somebody who is who has come off birth control somebody who is um, getting my doctorate in clinical nutrition. I do work in nutrition, just helping people make healthier choices and non-toxic living and stuff like that. So I do do that, but I can't give out nutrition therapy advice like coming off of birth control because you're on PCOS. So please stick with what your doctor has given you and listen to them. Start with just making sure that you're eating enough fruits and vegetables, proteins, fats, and add in your carbohydrates too. Carbs are important, like eating quality ones like uh, organic potatoes, organic sweet potatoes, Sourdough is an amazing source of carbs. Rice is good, just don't eat it too often. So yeah, make sure you're getting in those, but I highly, highly, highly recommend that you increase your consumption of fats. Fats are so important. Fat intake aids in production of cholesterol. Cholesterol is a hormone that you need for your sex hormones, which include testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone. Those are so important when you're healing your hormones. We want the testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone to be balanced. So if you're not receiving a lot of fat intake into your diet, which would include cholesterol, just naturally dietary cholesterol, if you're not eating a lot of it, you won't be able to produce these hormones naturally and aid in production of them and you will lead to an imbalance. Furthermore, when you're on birth control and you come off of it like I did, if you're not eating enough fat, you're not able to replenish them. And because your body was just given the hormone um, previously, it'll have a hard time adapting to that because you know, you're not giving it the synthetic hormone that it used to have, so now it has to make it on its own. And if you're not eating enough and you're not eating enough fats, it's going to have such a hard time producing those hormones again. Furthermore, fats are super important just because they provide a lot of energy, meaning calories. Fats are calorically dense, but if you eat them in excess, they will cause weight gain. But if you don't eat them in excess, you're fine. There are lots of really amazing fats out there, and I love almond butter, um... Yes, yeah, so I love almond butter. Avocados are amazing for hormones and just health in general. Avocados are great. Avocado toast with sourdough, amazing. Perfect. Add an egg on there, you've got all amazing fats. Top it with some hemp seeds, perfect. Amazing. You've got like, the hemp seeds have a complete protein, so that's perfect. 
Eggs are a complete protein with the egg whites and the egg yolk. Make sure you have both, otherwise it's not a complete source of protein. And like I mentioned in my last podcast, cholesterol is nothing to be afraid of. Cholesterol is good. Dietary cholesterol in the form of eggs and natural foods is good. If you're eating cholesterol from other sources that are processed and ultra processed, they're not as good. But if it's just from your eggs or your red meat, it's fine. Quality red meat, it's fine. (laughs) Fats are also super important because they help absorb vital nutrients and keep our blood pressure under control. Fats are really beneficial at supporting the digestion of some nutrients, fat-soluble nutrients. So those are super important and needed when you are healing your hormones too. So protein is important too. Make sure you're getting enough protein just because we need protein in our diets and Like I mentioned, it's important that we have a quality diet because, you know, if you're not eating enough and you don't have a very good diet and you're putting your body through all of this oxidative stress, it's going to be really, really hard to replenish your hormones and make sure that your body is making them properly. So just make sure you're getting in enough nutrient-dense foods. So those could include lots of seeds. There's a trend going around on social media, and I think it's a great idea, is seed cycling, where you cycle based on the phase of your cycle that you're in. It's an amazing thing to do, really, because you're getting all these vital nutrients. But if you don't have the time to necessarily look into that or the money to spend on that, seeds, just general seeds, hemp seeds, sesame seeds, flax seeds, chia seeds, all of those seeds are amazing. Chia seeds are really good sources of nutrients, too. Amazing. Highly recommend that you just make sure that you're getting in enough nutrient-dense foods and make sure you're including those vegetables and fruits and things like that. Those are super, super important, too, because they provide so many antioxidants and anti-inflammatory properties and if you find that you're having kind of a hard time eating foods or suffering with a lot of inflammation from your hormones too you can try adding in some turmeric into your diet you can make golden paste you make golden milk you can do any of those which also goes along with the herbal teas that i drink to support my hormones so i do drink red raspberry leaf tea every night um i get it from sprout it's called healthy cycle tea I don't know the brand actually, but I, t- I drink it every night. So don't take red raspberry leaf tea if you're pregnant because it can induce labor early and we don't want that. So don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, so I take red raspberry leaf tea for a healthy cycle. It's really good. So red raspberry leaf tea is really good because it has fragerine in it. It's a compound that makes the uterine muscles contract and strengthen and it helps regulate your cycles and it can also help reduce cramps during your cycle so if you're somebody that suffers with a lot of cramps especially while you're trying to balance your hormones it would be amazing for you to take during that time drink it maybe once or twice a day doesn't taste too bad and thankfully tea isn't too expensive so highly recommend that one that one has been so good it's actually really tasty (laughs) so the second tea that i recommend when balancing your hormones is hibiscus leaf tea i get this from buddha teas it's really quite an amazing tasting tea and it turns your water pink <laughs> um, or I guess maybe red. But so kind of funny just because it's for your cycle, it turns it red. <laughs> so hibiscus tea can affect estrogen levels. Because it can in fact affect your estrogen levels, it can actually induce your cycle. So are coming off of the pill and you haven't had a cycle in a while, it might be good for you to include more of this into your diet. As always, I highly recommend you look into things, do your own research on them, make sure that they're good for you and not going to interfere with any medication or anything like that. It can also help reduce painful cramps and it can also help regulate your cycle like I mentioned. So pretty amazing that herbal teas can do that because I don't feel like it's talked about enough in 
the medical field how beneficial teas are for our bodies. I really like hibiscus leaf tea too because I feel like it has this really nice presence to it in a way. Like it really helps with my mood and I also really like the hibiscus tea just because it kind of has like a sweetness to it. So another tea I highly recommend you taking is ginger and turmeric tea. I get this from Buddha Teas. Ginger is just an amazing herb overall. It can help ease menstrual cramps but overall ginger is just like an amazing herb just because it has so many qualities to it and it's good for our immunity, it's good for our health, it's good for everything under the sun pretty much. Turmeric is the same way. Turmeric is amazing. It can really help with inflammation. It can help ease menstrual cramps. It's not necessarily going to like help um, heal your hormones in the same way that hibiscus tea or red raspberry tea can do, but it's super beneficial in fighting the inflammation and just making sure that you are comfortable and can help just like ease the body from the stressful period of healing your hormones. So another thing that I took when I was healing my hormones was mushrooms. Mushrooms meaning like reshi mushrooms or lion's mane or chaga mushroom. Chaga is my favorite mushroom um, just because they're really, really amazing at improving our immunity, improving our metabolic health, improving our adrenals, can reduce the stress on your adrenals, which can happen a lot when you have hormone problems. It's just really quite amazing. Mushrooms, there is just so much to go into about them that I think I'll leave it for another episode, but mushrooms are an amazing source to add into your diet, and it they're really quite a quality product, and you can find a lot of teas. So like the Buddha tea that I mentioned earlier with the, the herbal teas, you can get mushrooms in their herbal teas too, and I find those at Sprouts. You can order them on full script, all kinds of things like that. So highly recommend mushrooms. They're just amazing. Okay, so another thing when we're healing, healing our hormones is to make sure that we're not overdoing it in our workouts. So if you're somebody that works out often, like I do, or you want to start working out in your health journey, and part of that is healing your hormones, at the same time, it wouldn't be great if you overdid it because it can stress your hormones out and our goal is to heal them, not to harm them. So I wouldn't recommend doing those often. Strength training is an amazing workout because it can really help build the metabolic system and just helps you feel better because it builds muscle and build muscle means that our metabolisms are working a little bit better and our food is being digested a little bit better things like that which is really amazing for improving our hormones it's also important that you include a lot of nutrient dense foods that includes your fruits and vegetables i don't really think you can go wrong with any fruit or vegetable all of them are good they're all nutrient dense Make sure you're buying quality food. Like, don't buy them wrapped in plastic because the plastic we have nowadays that's wrapped in, BP, or that's filled with BPA and heated to extreme temperatures, which releases the BPA into the food, is terrible and that's just not quality food. It's not quality and it's not good for our health. And it's ridiculous that we have to choose between food wrapped in a wrapper, produce wrapped in a wrapper, between fresh and you know, food wrapped in a wrapper. Like I said, it's ridiculous that that's even something. So don't buy that. Try to always go for organic and food that's not wrapped in plastic. But if that's what you can afford, then that's fine. It's better than not eating fruits or vegetables. So some of my favorite fruits and veggies right now are zucchinis. I like spinach all the time, pretty much. I use it for salads. 
I had kale tonight. That was pretty good. I've been going for a lot of green veggies lately. I'm not really like a big bell pepper person, but those are really good because they have beta carotene in them. I like butternuts and pumpkin. Amazing. Especially right now because it's fall. And then for fruits, I've been really obsessed with grapes lately. Red grapes are my favorite. Um, strawberries are really good. Blueberries, amazing. I've been getting wild frozen blueberries and adding them to whatever I'm eating, especially if it's cold. Like right now I've been eating coconut yogurt, which is another amazing fat. Highly recommend that is coconut yogurt. I've been doing some wild blueberries in it, some avocado, not avocado, some almond butter on top. But I've been doing sunflower seed butter actually. Some honey, some bee propolis, some seven Sundays maple sea salt cereal, the best seriously the best i could not recommend that anymore my favorite and then some cocoa nips on top it's amazing it's been one of my favorite meals and so hormone supportive because you've got the carbs the fats and the protein because the coconut oil has protein and i've been putting hemp seeds on it too and the coconut oil i'm sorry the coconut yogurt has the protein and the hemp seeds have the protein too and hemp seeds are complete protein yeah that's one of my favorite meals right now along with the avocado toast i'm a big big breakfast person so pretty much all my meals are focused around breakfast. <laughs> so, so yeah, highly recommend you just eat enough nutrient-dense foods, no matter what they are, um, especially if they're whole foods. Amazing if they're whole foods. And I couldn't recommend fruits and veggies and fats and high-quality proteins and high-quality carbohydrates more. For carbohydrates, I'd always stick to like potatoes, rice. There are some processed foods that are fine. I like lesser evil snacks. Dark chocolate is an amazing carbohydrate source and so good for our hormones. And especially if you're somebody that's going through your cycle, you may want that extra chocolate. I like Hue Chocolate. I just tried Giddyo Chocolate, which is a Canadian company of chocolate, but it's super good. Cocoa nibs are really good too. Those are really good sources of antioxidants. So there's some options for you for nutrient-dense foods and why, and the foods that I really, really recommend for hormone healing. So my nutrition tip of the week that kind of goes along with this episode is antioxidants. <laughs> so I think it's super important that you take antioxidants, whether or not it's through food or through a supplement. And especially if you're somebody that's been on a hormonal replacement, then you may need the extra antioxidants because birth control can deplete us of so many nutrients, including magnesium, vitamin A, selenium, zinc, vitamin C, all of those things are depleted when you're on the pill. So if you're somebody that was on the pill or you're just somebody that wants to heal your hormones, I highly recommend you get in enough antioxidants and you can get those through foods. Vitamin A comes through foods that are like carrots or squash or bell peppers or things like that. Amazing. Vitamin C comes from all those too. Iron comes from foods like beef and red meat and things like that and you know, just getting in enough of those foods and making sure you're eating enough fruits and vegetables is super important for your antioxidant intake. Cocoa nibs are amazing sources of antioxidants too if you want something that's a little sweet or crunchy. So I highly recommend that. And then if you are somebody that wants to take a supplement for it, I highly recommend the Pure Encapsulations one. It has all the nutrients you need and it's not a big pill and they're not super expensive. So that's my nutrition tip of the week is just to make sure you're getting in enough antioxidants. So those are my tips for healing your hormones in a natural way. I hope it was beneficial to you and I hope that you could take something from it to help heal your own hormones. And thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate it and I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.